my friend. We cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. I did something nice for my wife uh, today that uh, I just Get the breaking news sounder. Quick, yes. <laughs> From the people who put sharks in tornadoes and put it on television. It's Bob Rivers with an update of what he did with his wife. I listen for his wife. I put this out there because it's a nice thing to do. Zip, you could do this for Jeannie and Ed if you ever find some woman who gives you long enough <laughs> to try and impress her. Okay. No, so I was out. Uh, well, first off, I had to bring a lawnmower to be repaired. Yes. And I didn't promise you that'd be an interesting story. Yes. I already have. I have a, repaired a lawnmower with you. It's not that fun. You know this, yes. Yes. <laughs> and the people who repaired it, I said, look, uh, you're going to give it the tune up. There's one thing you need to do the little roller wheels that hold the mower deck off the grass. Uh, th there's three different holes, and the bolts and nuts are kind of jammed and froze up. I need you to loosen those up and, you know, maybe get me new ones. And so they were like, okay. Six weeks later, when I went to pick up the lawnmower, before I picked it up, I said, hey, uh, you know, aside from the tune-up, I mentioned those bolts on those little roller wheels. Uh, and have, can you make sure that was taken care of? And I was like, hold on. They put the phone down. And they walk out. And, you know, five minutes later, come back. No, they didn't do that. I'm like, it's the first thing I asked. And so I said, okay, well, we can have that done tomorrow. I said, okay, I'll come pick it up Monday. So... And you have watched me with lawnmowers before. Yes. So I went and I picked it up. Now, each time I, and I didn't know how to do this stuff years ago, Zip knows. I didn't know how to do anything. But I have a trailer that I put on my pickup truck. Wow. I drive to New Hampshire. <laughs> I put the mower on, and then I have to use those uh, tightening Chains. things. What do you the, call them? Uh, the cinch down straps? Yeah. Yeah, the cinch down, cinch down things, which are. Yeah. Somewhat confusing, but I'm finally getting the hang of it. Anyway, <laughs> they're hard. So I go and I pick it up and I bring it home. And yesterday I'm like, I got six acres to mow. I'm ready to go. And I, I can't unratch it. <laughs> no, I put the lawnmower. I, I, I start driving it around the lawn. Yeah. Three out of the six wheels fell off. <laughs> I'm laughing at your plight, and I apologize. <laughs> no, I, but I could just see you out there. I'm see, I, what I'm seeing, I have a vision of Mr. Douglas going, Lisa, the wheels are falling off for <laughs> yes. crying out. And, you know, your wife's name is Lisa, just like in Green Acres. Oh, so, that's funny, you know. yeah. yeah. I am oh, really, man. I am Green Acres. What's, what was his name? Um, <laughs> Arnold? Mr. Gimble? Yeah, Arnold Ziffel is the pig. Yeah. Arnold was the pig. What was the guy's name? In Zeb. Zeb was the helper. Okay, no, I'm the and guy Oliver the Wendell farm. Douglas is who you are. What was his name? The guy Oliver Wendell Douglas. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So anyway, I I, I felt like Brutus and uh, Popeye. You know when his when steam oh, would come, out, come out of his ears. <laughs> doot, doot. I was so mad. <laughs> and I called them, and I was like, I, I was going to rip them a new one, and I I ripped them gently. I mm. said, Hey, I just want to let you know, good news and bad news. Uh, the good news is that rototiller you sold me, that uh, four-stroke, that's fantastic. My wife can start it on two poles. <laughs> start with sugar, Bob. Yeah. The, the bad news is the lawnmower, uh, the one thing I asked you guys to do is take care of... Unbelievable! <laughs> and, they, and, they, and the wheels fell. And so, and they didn't grovel. They, weren't, they were like, okay, we'll bring it in. Yeah. And no I brought biggie. it in. That's and, how things work out here, Bobby. Yeah, and I said, well, like, what's your name? And the guy was like, I'm David. And so as soon as I got out there, David hid. And Mark, <laughs> yes, 
Mark came out. Of course out. he did. Mark yeah. is a good guy, by the way. I, Mark is the guy that, that really talked me into getting a zero-turn mower, even though I bought it used. Okay. Mark came out, and he looked at him, and he said, well, they loosened the nuts for you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you mean they sabotaged it so the wheels would fall off? He said, really, these wheels are dinged up pretty bad, and all the hardware is in bad shape. I said, that's what I told him. I wanted new hardware. He says, yeah. He says, we can get it on in a day or two. I said, okay. Somehow you I felt Marvin Gaye. Yeah. He should have been tipped off by that sign in back of the register there that said, righty tighty, lefty loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so anyway, so as I'm leaving, I'm thinking, let me just do something nice for Lisa. I need to see someone happy today, and it's not going to be me. Yeah. Make somebody happy. So <laughs> I did two song. things. Starbucks is now open oh. as a drive-thru. Yes. So I bought us Starbucks to reheat in the morning. And I have a pretty strong discipline when it comes to disinfectant. So if I'm going through a drive-thru window... Uh, I I have my mask on. Mm -hmm. I have a perfume spray bottle filled with seventy percent rubbing alcohol. Wow! And so even when I get the Starbucks cups, I spray the whole outside of the cup mm -hmm. because the Starbucks barista touched them with her gloved hands, but those gloved hands are also touching credit cards. Yes, but Lisa also thinks you're cheating because the cups smell like an old whore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the fact that you know what an old horse smells like is something I can't really count on. I don't know that to be true, but I'm going to take Ed oh, Kelly's word man. for it. Thank so, you for the anyway, discouragement. But that wasn't the nice thing. Okay. As I was leaving there, the um, New Hampshire wine and liquor superstore was right there. And I thought, yes. you know what? And the vice squad. I'm going to get my wife a nice <laughs> bottle of wine. Yes. Does Jeannie like a nice bottle of wine? She's not a, you know, she's not a big, she's a per, not a teetotaler, but she's pretty close. Uh, and Lisa, Rarely. Lisa has always had either one less or one more drink than me. Hmm. This is one of my 12-step <laughs> stories. When I wow. used to drink like 18 drinks, she would always have 17 and she would say, you're <laughs> drinking too much. <laughs> because she can come from a position of strength absolutely and then when i got sober yes she would have one because yes. she would only have one more than i would have there you go so she really like almost never even has a second glass of wine but she likes a good glass of wine so i buy her i go in there and an alcoholic likes buying wine even if they're not going to drink it <laughs> Okay, I'll take your word. No, it's just like going to the marijuana store and picking up some, you know, some cream, some CBD cream. It just feels yeah. good because it used to be uh -huh. so illegal. Remember Cheech and Chong when that stuff was illegal and you had to hide it in your in your van? Oh, you in the van, man. I had to hide it inside that spare tire in the back. I had to go to that tire shop, man. So, and then the van would catch on fire. That was so much fun. I can still smell it. Yeah, man, that was cool. <laughs> So, I remember that movie. So I go in there and I did what an alcoholic would do. <laughs> I went to the most expensive wow. Cabernet Sauvignon 
And, you know, she will go to the bargain stuff, like, mark down from $12 to $8. (laughs) But it's been in the window for 10 months. And I, yeah, and I will always, like, say, well, these $18, $20 bottles, that's, you know, probably the basic. Old Vermonter, a name you can trust. Yes. (laughs) Four aces. But, um, But you know what? There's a reason this stuff on the top shelf costs more. It's top shelf. And now here's the th- here's shelf. the thing. I don't know any of these wines from one another. They could all be vinegar. Hmm. But if it said sixty dollars on the bottle, yeah. I knew she would never get it for herself. There you go. So So I Cotaron bought, it was. I bought three sixty dollar <laughs> bottles of Cabernet Sauvignon. And then the Sauvignon. Cham- the champagne that we had on our wedding night. Bought by a friend of ours, Moet and Chandon. Moet and Chandon, wow. Which is also the champagne, as Zip may remember, that we christened the WAAF New Studios with on Norwich Street. Wow. Steve hmm. Marks had a bottle of Moet and Chandon, and the first song we played at that radio station was the Queen song, Killer Queen. She keeps Moet and Chandon oh. in a pretty cabinet. Yes. I'm familiar. Boy, we're so lucky wow. that we didn't know any more words than that. something about Marie Antoinette yeah so uh, anyway so I bought all that stuff and I brought that home for her and she loved it well good for you and then she said what'd they do about the lawnmower (laughs) (laughs) the romance is over I said well you know I gotta get new wheels for it and it's gonna be $32 a wheel zero turn one yeah yeah. What did you, how did you knock the wheels off? Well, it's, it's, so when you have the zero-turn deck, first off, it's a commercial mower. These are like $15,000 mowers. Like golf course models. Yes. And I yeah. bought this one used from a guy who used to own a dealership who used it for his own personal lawn. So it's an oldie, but a goodie. Okay. And it's in wonderful shape. But the, the these little um, hard wheels roll on the deck and keep the deck from pounding down if the grass is uneven. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And scalping, they call it. Yeah. And they're adjustable, only they had never been adjusted, so they were all (laughs) frozen up. Okay. All right. And so anyway, that's lawnmower talk with Bob and Sam. (laughs) Brought to you by John Deere. Color commentary, Ed Kelly. Uh, So Ed has helped me like take carburetors off lawnmowers and try to troubleshoot them. <laughs> Been yeah. fun. Uh, anyway, yeah, successfully. It, but it was nice. And it speaks to what I was hoping we could all talk about tonight. What's that? Which is re the blank opening of America. And, uh, and I have this theory, you know, I like to, I like to be, uh, what's the word? Not the devil's advocate, but I, I like to be counterintuitive Mm-hmm. To what the mainstream uh, yes. arguments are, what the you're you're a modern day Don Quixote is, what is that what that is? Yeah, I mean yeah. whatever the narratives are, both of them are bullshit as far as I'm concerned. This <laughs> this whole left wing, we have to stay closed to keep Grandma alive, and a bunch of pussies, and then the whole right <laughs> right wing thing, you know. Jesus is my vaccine. <laughs> That's right. Open I can now. pray. It's also We're going bullshit. to church. The Lord will protect us. Yeah. So what then 
would be a balanced, thoughtful course of action. A hazmat suit for everyone going to church, Bob. That's an idea. I'm just saying. Zip. Unfor- I just, it, it's got to be a self-imposed, you know, respect of the situation. And not, don't align yourself with either side. Just do what's right and, and write it out. Correct? Boy. I, I, well, I, I like what both of you said. And so here's, here's what I think the opportunity is. Because Zip's right. You know what? It is up to each individual. So what we need are some guidelines that are not based on one side blaming the other side. What we need are, like, we need leadership here, which I'm willing to provide. (laughs) When is least expected, you're elected. You're the star today. If it is to be, I'm afraid it's going to have to be me. And that's the theme for this whole thing. So when I went out today with my, I mean, today was pretty much a normal day. I went to a, you know, for an alcoholic, I had coffee, then I went to a liquor store. I did a little bit of shopping, but I did it all with my Ninja COVID-19 kit, my mask. Yes. You know, it it was weird to put on a mask before. Did you have the feeling when you walked in a store like, am I going to be ridiculed for wearing this mask? I want to make sure everyone else is wearing one too, right? No, I forgot. I'm white. Yes, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I forgot you were um, in Detroit. I am. <laughs> but didn't you feel that way a little bit? The first day I wore a mask into a store, I was a little self-conscious. Now I'm not at all, because everybody yes. here is wearing I'm mad so when they it's don't. Not, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get rankled, too, if I see somebody you know, doing that. It's true. But if it feels normal, then, you can, then the anxiety goes away. And spraying my hands, every time I touch something, I immediately think of my hands as if I dipped them in a septic tank. <laughs> where you live you may have <laughs> possible but no you know what i mean in other words we've so it's called learning we don't talk about it in america much yeah and i mentioned i think the other day with zip or maybe you were here too that uh you know we could learn from other people we could learn from the chinese what do the chinese do so much better than americans besides stir fry and math yeah it's wearing uh, te- masks. Testing and tracking. <laughs> testing and tracking, tracing. Yes. Contact tracing. So, you know, now that we're getting into the masks, and it's, I'm seeing more masks even out here in, you know, in East Bumfork. So that's right. good. It's not required, though. It's not mandatory, is it? Well, there. you know what? You said it. It's up to every individual person. But, but I mean, it's mandatory in Massachusetts. You have to, if you're in a public place and can't socially distance, you're required to. Right. You can be fined. Yes. It's recommended here. Okay. Like breathing. <laughs> you may Inhale. hold your breath if you wish. Exhale. <laughs> Inhale. Anyway, so, but, but here's the thing. If we can do that... There, there's no limit to our ingenuity to find ways to make money. There yeah, will... I think they're, they're starting to come around to do that. I'm trying yeah. to think of, I can't think of an example right at the moment, but they are. Drive-through, curbside thinking. service, uh, but even if you go in and go shopping, like Lisa and I ordered a mattress, mm. and we ordered it without 
it, I ordered it online reviews and videos of people laying in the bed talking about how it felt. Okay. It seemed dumb, but I ordered the mattress. Today she said, hey, New Hampshire just opened. She tends to think in absolutes. Uh-huh. She's like, should we go to the mattress store and see if they have it so we can lay and roll around in it? And I said, what's changed in one day? I don't get it. Just the fact that a decree <laughs> came down. Her mind. I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to roll around. And she said, well, there's plastic on top of it. Yes, the same plastic that everybody else puked on. Yes. So, <laughs> And that holds on to the virus for 48 hours. Yeah, so we didn't do that. But, uh, you know, it... <laughs> It's it's starting to feel more normal out there to live and do mm -hmm. stuff, and I think that's good. Now, and I I agree with the people who say we got to be careful, and I agree with the people that say, "Come on, let's get going, let's open up." The problem arises when you say, "Yeah, leave it up to individual choice." As, as the saying goes, you can't fix stupid. If somebody's going to step out without a mask and endanger other people, that becomes problematic. Don't yeah. you think? I agree. I agree. Uh, but, but again, you I've, can't, I've spent you... the greater part of my 64 years trying to not let stupid people screw up my life. Nothing new. <laughs> You're saying but, that? But it's, yes, it's the same thing. You, you can't suddenly impose, be a, like a, a citizen's intellectual arrest. No. <laughs> you yeah. know, or whatever. Or tell <laughs> somebody like how that. that <laughs> yeah. I, can again, I, just, if I run, can I make that a plank in my platform? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I hear you. I would steer around as stupid people as much as I could. I think it's a, another good lesson to learn from all this is techniques and tips for avoiding stupid. <laughs> that's a great title. Avoiding, that's it, it, the whole thing. I think you just got to head the other direction because yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. It's just going to happen. Incidentally, yeah. a friend of mine that I was just talking to two weeks ago tweeted today that he's recovering from coronavirus. Hmm. Now, how bad hmm. did it get for him? I, that's the other thing. I think, you know, remember how when you were in high school, they used to show the awful uh, traffic accidents or they'd tow a wreck out in front of the high school to keep you from drinking and driving around prom mm -hmm. time. I think they should make it mandatory for everybody to kind of watch just a brief film of somebody, you know, in the final hours of that stuff. Because I, I think it would make a difference. In the respect of it. Uh, how you know? old would you have to be to go to hospice camp? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I you don't mean, want teenagers to do this. Some of the stories, I mean, the, the you know, some of the stories you hear about people who have succumbed to it, they, yeah. it's as bad as it gets. You yeah. know, I it really will fire up the bell and howl. Look at this hospice camp. This person did not protect themselves. As you can see, he's suffering. Oh, man. Not to be confused with STD. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> STD. No way! <laughs> Not going to happen. Sorry. You guys, seriously, you should be a task force. Oh, man. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yes, I think it's good to know how harsh and how bad it can get. And, of course, uh, th there was good news today uh, that I was talking with Zip about. Um, a scary I just story. Realized, let, me, yeah. let me stick this in here real quick. I just realized, Ed, you're like the 
carrot top of audio. And I've been, I've been called that before. That was those last two were completely incidental. They were buttons on the side that I touched by accident. I was actually going for the I was going for the PA, which you know sounds something like something like this. I was about to do the film, and all of a sudden, all these other sound effects took over. Do you, he do is you a pro, like though. A Zip. I mean, a, I do it. I do it this way, by just with my hands. But that's not oh, as good. Man. Anyway, sorry. Right, go ahead. I don't remember that's what I was going to say. Carrot Top is uh, a scary a, story. A millionaire, by the way. I know, I know it, I know it. A scary story? Is, is that, Probably yeah, I thought story. that's what you were Is Carrot Top saying. really super successful? Oh, God, yeah, he's got a, a residency in Vegas. Like, everybody oh, makes yeah. fun of him. They all hate him because he, he out-earns them oh, good for him. 500 good to for 1. Him. And, I like people who, that aren't respected who make a lot of money because that gave me a hope. Well, um, Gallagher had a, made a pretty good living whacking watermelons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My, my son, Andrew, the comedian, he says that Gallagher was ahead of his time because he used to spread plastic over his audience. Now Andrew's yeah. going to have to do that. <laughs> you, know, there was two, you know there was two Gallaghers, right? One, they were brothers. Yes, one was the brother. Yeah. One did the, took uh, west of the Mississippi and one took east of the Mississippi. Right, and a lot of them didn't really? know. A lot of people yeah. didn't know there were two of them. They did not. I, including myself. Okay. I learned well. something finally on this broadcast, <laughs> Jesus podcast. Don't it took a while. It. Yes, it did. <laughs> All right. Don't come here for education. Oh, man. All right. What else is new it. in your life? Ed, anything new in your life? In my life? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, there's, they're going to do a... Eddie Money, as you know, passed away. And he, every year he Great would... Great guy, um, by the way. Did you oh, know him personally? Yes. I mean, I had met him a couple of times. Uh, and I have I, interviewed him a bunch. And I thought he was one of the kindest, nicest rock and rollers. Genuine. Absolutely. Genuine. Yeah. yeah. Totally good guy. And we uh, actually, the band, the Bruiser Band, was this morning show band, we opened up for Eddie Money, who began the summer season, outdoor season, every year. Mm-hmm. And But they they can't do that this year. And of course, he his last farewell was, was in 2018 here. So as a tribute, they're doing a virtual concert, a rerun of Eddie Money's last show here in Detroit. So I oh, did the nice. ad for that this morning. So how will how do you do that? I only read the ads, Bob. I don't ask about oh, the No, but I mean, when you say <laughs> virtual, is it... Is it I think a video? I think they're going to offer it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is video. So you'll, it'll be like you're watching it. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be like being there. And you can remember the money man in his finest form, really. I mean, Detroit just loved that guy. This is a rock city extraordinaire. It really is. Big fan. Well, can you imagine, uh, looking on the glasses half full, can you imagine going through this crisis back in the 70s when all they had was like 8 millimeter film? To, to document or or those hor- horrific videotape machines that were giant boxes the they dragged around. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, you know, at and they least, don't you know, they don't preserve well force. either. Yeah. And that's part yeah. of the problem. They looked better during the day when they made them, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't because you had nothing well. to compare it against. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. I, uh, I I must say though, to be a kid today. There's so much video. Like my granddaughters, there's tons of video of them, like daily. Yeah. Like there's no video of me. There's a few black and white pictures, one posing on the couch with, you know, three brothers and sisters. And there's a school photo with a haircut that, (laughs) I mean, if that had been on Facebook all year, Yes, <laughs> I'm. Uh, so far, I've avoided severe depression and suicidal thoughts. But 
<laughs> that might have done it. Could have done it. Did you did you yeah. log on to what what is it? Classmates.com? Have you gone on to that thing? I've done that. Look out. Oh, they'll track you to, for the end. Yeah, once Guess they who this is. Do you know they're like LinkedIn. Once class? they get you, they they feel like you owe them. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. I have all your bits names, here, Bob. Ed. Okay. <laughs> I have all your bits. I'd like to play one. Which one would you like to hear? Sure. What what are my choices, Bob? All of them. I feel like I'm on a game oh, show. Oh, uh, what are they? Yeah. Uh, let's see. COVID Party City. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's drive through confessionals. That's kind. Of, that I like that. Being being a Catholic boy. And cornhole. What is cornhole about? <laughs> do you do you not know about this on ESPN? They're actually running cornhole championships. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, but and and if, you know, it's funny. I, I um I'm uh, naive to what. Or maybe you guys are naive to what cornhole means. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I was Beavis and Butthead, Butthead's age, it meant something entirely different than this harmless yeah. game that people yeah. play at, you know, events. So you toss uh, a bag into a hole, right? That's right, Bob. Okay. So we'll skip cornhole for now. Uh, but drive drive through confessionals are happening. Yeah. All right, let's play one of those. Coronavirus got you missing, church? Need to get some things off your chest? Then pull into drive through Confessionals. Welcome to drive through Confessionals. I'll be your priest, Father O'Malley. Can I help you with your trespasses today? At drive through <laughs> Confessionals, just drive up to the speaker and let your sins flow. And I coveted some neighbors' wives. All of them, actually. Oh, and I took the Lord's name in vain during the coveting and... And also during the subsequent adultery. Hey, get a move on up there! I'll be done when I'm done! I'm a dying man and I need to make things right! Oh, sorry! It's okay! And I also just told a lie. Very good, then. Please drive to the window where you'll receive your penance. Oh, can I get some extra Hail Marys with that? Of course! Drive through confessionals. Honk if you love absolution. I love that. I'm a good Catholic, <laughs> formally. Okay. They should do that. I mean, why do you have to embarrass yourself, right? get out of the car, go in, yeah. kneel down in front of other people? Father, I'd like to say some Hail Marys. And can you do something about the speaker on the right? It's cutting out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. I want to hear what's COVID Party City? Well, think about it. If you're a party store owner, how much fun you're not having right now. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those stores that sell all the party favors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we go. Want to throw a party during coronavirus? Come on down to COVID Party City. We have all your coronavirus party needs with games like Pin the Blame on the China. Wow, you got it right in the Wuhan. <laughs> or spin the bottle of hydroxychloroquine. Oh, man, I got to drink that? Plus, musical <laughs> ventilators, truth or dare to lick the doorknob, and our build-your-own pinata. Just string up the family member annoying you most, grab any blood object, and get to swinging. <laughs> and if you call now, we'll even set you up with a party planner free of charge. I'm thinking... <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, maybe streamers. <laughs> maybe invitations. <laughs> With COVID Party City, your party's gonna be sick. Oh wow! <laughs> Love that. Those are all ridiculously funny. Are those the young writers who write for you that I saw in New York? They, some of them, yes. Gosh, they are so good. Would you pass yeah. on that uh, we were happy to steal their work? And- <laughs> 
Yes. I no, assume I you have permission. No, because you're you're the talent. But I mean, yeah. I, I know the team effort that goes into writing stuff like that. It's really oh, good. He heck yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, and I also know that most shows would act like Zip and I came up with that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what Drew did with all of your twisted tunes. <laughs> did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. He said they were his. Yeah. Well, he did, he didn't say they weren't. Oh. Of course. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You, he didn't, yeah, credit. I'm okay credit. with that, actually. I was yeah. really it, happy that anybody would play him. Oh, did they we play did, them? They I, played the heck out of them. We, we did quite a few parodies uh, after you, Bob. Drew and I did. You did them for, yourselves. For quite some time. Yeah, we did them ourselves nice. for a while. All right. But, uh, that's well, just that beautiful just stuff. Wedge. <laughs> no, that's just beautiful stuff. All right, let's yeah. tell another story before we get out of here. Who's got a great story? Gosh. <laughs> uh, my Jeep got towed away today. Uh oh. Yeah. Why? It would start and then it would just it would go five minutes, warm up, and then stop. And then I would go for three minutes and then it would stop. So I had it towed away. So my you favorite had, mechanic. Oh, it didn't get towed away because you abandoned it. It got towed away. No, it was parked underground in the underneath the building okay. here, underneath the. the how old? End. How many miles? Nineteen seventy-six CJ five, thirty-nine thousand miles. Wow. Uh, ever had yeah, the catalytic, catalytic converter replaced? No, no, I don't think so. That could be. That could be. Just a just a guess. Welcome just to Car guess. Talk with Zip and <laughs> <laughs> No, it was a, it was a park ranger vehicle, which basically had spent its life, you know, just yeah. cruising around from park to park. To see is that your main car? Though, no, that is my uh, alternate vehicle. I drive a boring yeah. Ford Fusion, but it's dependable as rain. And it's a hoopty, as we call them in right, Detroit. Right. It's you know, yeah. I've been hit twice. <laughs> you and Zip are you and Zip are thrifty together here. He has that in yeah. common with you. He doesn't believe. In trading in a car until it's completely dead. Yeah. Like the witch that the house got dropped on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my most recent purchase was a, uh, I bought, I had three Volvo wagons in a Yeah, row. I've had one, yeah. Great and uh, a, a two, 2005 V70, 62,000 miles on it. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's got You bought it with 62,000 on it? Yeah, yeah. So, and you've got yeah, now got 260,000 on it. No, no, actually, I haven't driven that that much, you know, wow. working out of the house, but back in the day I did, for yeah. sure. I, I took mine to 200000 and gave it away, and it was still running. I'm learning how to do this now that I'm retired, Uh huh. but I used to, every year, say to Lisa, what car would you like to get this year? Uh -huh. And we went through a phase where we showed off and bought expensive cars. But we we aren't actually expensive stuff people. No, I know. And you're, you're two star people. Well, yeah. Uh, well, what it was is I didn't mind going, you know, down to the Range Rover store and driving it and feeling real good. But what I noticed about having a really expensive car was that it felt great getting it. It felt great at first having people see it. Until you realize they simply resented you behind your back. <laughs> and, and too many people depend on the car for their sense of image and self-esteem. Yeah. And, and then yeah. after that, I realized that my ass got used to whatever car I was in and forgot all about the car. It was just yeah. getting me someplace. And then every year you'd have to pay the registration. Exactly. And the insurance. 
And so the, the, being a, a fool taught me math because I would start to add up the real cost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I want a car. They're not going to charge extra just because you have this show off car. That's right. So now well, sales tax, excise tax. Oh, that'll oh, whack yeah. you. Yeah. Have and, you uh, ever heard of a book called The Millionaire Next Door? Yes. A very big fan of that book. Didn't follow a, any of the suggestions in it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It is a great book, though. And it does talk about the guy next door. And most millionaires in America have never bought a new car. They let somebody else take the depreciation yep. for two or three years, and then they buy it. Yeah. And, uh, and they quietly have a million or more because they don't show off any wealth. They don't believe in no. showing it off. And old money seldom does. Yeah. Old money doesn't talk about money. I learned that living in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so now I have, I mean, seriously, the last new car I got, Mm -hmm. well, the pickup truck was 2012, and it still feels as good as the day I bought it. Yeah. It's a Toyota. That thing will run forever, too. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Toyota pickup truck will run forever, so I could keep that. You got a Tacoma? You'd be strung up in Detroit if you're driving that, mister. Yeah. Yes, you would. Is there still sentiment against Japanese cars in Detroit? Um, I think that there's so much interplay of parts. I think when I arrived here, I had a, a 928. I quickly hid it in a garage and gave it away to my best friend. I had a, a, a Porsche because when you when you work in a, in, in a town like Detroit, you don't drive anything but one of the big three. At, at least then. Now it's not so it's not so frowned upon. But there was a time when if you went to a UAW meeting or a, an advertising meeting for one of the car companies, if you weren't driving one of the, one of the American cars, you had to drive in the, you had to pull into the far lot and, and walk half a mile into the, the building. Mm. Yeah, it was a real stigma. Not anymore. Point. Not so much. Not no. like Toyotas, aren't they made in like Georgia now? Tech, uh, I, thought was, I thought it was uh, Tennessee. Texas, but Tennessee? Yeah. Somewhere down there. Yeah. Boeing planes are made in Tennessee now. Yeah. Also, te- yeah, so there is a uh, Toyota plant in Texas as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a. Feeder we didn't call it Tennessee in Seattle when Boeing moved there. No, we call it Tennistan. <laughs> Tennistan. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, okay. So the Tacoma is running well, is what you. Uh, Tacoma runs good, and I, and then I've got a 2014 Prius, which is sad in a way because we got it just before they did the big upgrade with more miles and you know a newer body uh so but our prius only ha- we rested in the winter and it only has twenty eight thousand miles on a 2014 car well let me know yeah. when you want to move it bob you'd like it yes yes i would i i think i do think my next car is going to be a prius if the battery is newer so the stonings have definitely discontinued yes. <laughs> if you're going They've to get abated, one of those yes in detroit <laughs> You and I'm no longer high profile in the broadcast community. I'm oh, sort okay. of the, <laughs> and then know, the, the other player. the other car I have is a Rav Four, so I'm a total Toyota. Uh, like if the toy if Toyota was, you know, uh, a religious cult in Waco, mm-hmm. I'd be one of their top officers. <laughs> You'd be the titular head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I love and I love them. They they're very reliable and they last forever. And I, and it's so weird not to want a new car, except yeah. at some point I'd like an electric car. Yes. But I think I'm going to let someone else take all the depreciation. Mm-hmm. Maybe Why? sell my Prius to you in a year or two. Because I know how to change the battery if I have to. You do. You do. Yes, I do. You think electric cars are going to be uh, huge? Yes. Yep. Yep. No choice. 
tip. I, I do think yes. the internal combustion engine is going the way of all flesh. Okay. Something. Just when gas started getting cheap. Right? <laughs> Electricity is still cheaper. <laughs> well, isn't that funny, though, that we were convinced in the 70s that we were going to run out of oil? Well, and, thanks to OPEC, we almost did. <laughs> well, but they, but it was all price-fixing at the time. Yes, of course it was. It was, And it's still price-fixing, just the other direction. It was fake news before the brand of fake news was invented. Yeah. Boy, it was awful, though. By the way, Bob, you're running that lawnmower on premium, right? I don't. Should I? Uh, non-ethanol yes. gas is what I'm told to run it all. Yes, thing. yes. But premium non-ethanol? Oh, wait a minute. You're right. The place that sells non-ethanol gas down the street, it's premium non-ethanol gas. That's what gums the carburetor up, Bob. What does? Uh, just a, a cheaper... <laughs> the ethanol. I was yeah. so yeah, you're confusing the, me because you're saying non-ethanol gas comes... Go, you want comes a, a all over gasoline the carburetor. that what burns hotter and cleaner. Oh, that's mm -hmm. a higher octane. Okay, is what you want. so the higher octane and no ethanol is the right thing to do. Yeah, or you can add. There's cans of pure gas, right? The pure stuff. There's a additive I heard that you about can put that. in there. I'm too. not doing that. Which you should additive. put in any every if you're going to rest the thing in the winter. Yes, yeah. so. we did that. Yeah, I'm learning about the winterizing stuff up here in Vermont. Yeah. Sometimes it gets to be 15, 17 degrees below zero at night for a week or so. Ah, uh, yeah, well, see, I lived in Winnipeg. Tell me about it. How, how cold was it there? <laughs> uh, it used to get to minus 55 Celsius. I mean, do, do the math on that. What's you that? Know, well, let's just say that lubricants do not work at those temperatures. Wow. You have to, every, every parking space Car has, has to be plugged in, right? Has yeah. an AC outlet. You need a battery blanket, a block heater, an oil heater. I mean, and of course, being from the, the east, I would just back out without unplugging it and then roll over the extension cord every morning. Because <laughs> I had to go and do a morning show at 4.30, you know, get up at 4.30, the coldest oh. point in the 24-hour period. And I literally had to fight with the door to get it open because grease does not act as a lubricant at those temperatures. Wow. So you so what's the noise from my hinges as I tried to pry the uh, door open on my this Civic? This is Winnipeg, right? Yes, Winnipeg, Manitoba, north of uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. You know, if you way homes, north, man. way north, yeah. And, and then, of course, you couldn't st turn the steering wheel because the grease in the steering wheel wasn't working either. So you had steering by Manuel, even though it was power. And then rubber doesn't flex at those temperatures either, so I had a Flintstone car with four flat spots, on, on wow. one on each tire. And yeah. it rattled my molars loose. We don't have How that. How long did you last at that job? Two two years. Two years? Yeah. Oh, better man than I. Well, you, you uh, did you hate dues. working there? Did you go no. just because it was radio and it was WKRP and you had to go I, from town uh, you to go, town? You know, when you're starting out, Bob, you go for the gig. And I, 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 want, I was doing mornings in Sarnia, Ontario, not exactly the Mecca. And it was a much bigger market of 750000 at the time. And I went, I took the, yeah. the morning show, ended up doing afternoons, got a television show out of it, got the whole, whole I was, you know, nice. doing well there. It's worth doing. It's an enclave unto itself. Yeah. Makes sense. Very loyal. loyal I, uh, I got lucky, I guess. Because I would have gone anywhere. Sunbelt. Yeah. I, I went to Vermont, New Hampshire, which is mm -hmm. oddly where I met Zip. That's right, yes. I don't even know how Claremont. you got here. Where, where huh? are you indigenous to, Zip? You're, He's you're Connecticut. Hartford, I grew like up in Bloomfield, Hartford, Connecticut, yeah. Okay. yeah we both grew up in Hartford. the same state but did not know each other. Wow. Until I lived in Hartford. I lived a year in Hartford one decade. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Hartford is the insurance city. Where did you live in Hartford? Did you actually live in Hartford? I did, Hartford proper. And it okay. was the it, wow. it was the Latin part of town, whichever that oh, would well, be. Yes. Uh, it's not so far yeah. from downtown. Yeah. Is there okay, a way south. we can make Hartford interesting to people who might be listening to our podcast? Wow. Other than Main know. Street? No. The former <laughs> insurance city. Yes. Yeah. And that was just it when was all a the cool ugliness. place to grow up. I loved Hartford growing up. It was cool. It was very zen, right? Yeah. Very peaceful. Yep. It's quiet. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I remember about Hartford was when, what was the huge hurricane that hit Connecticut? Was it Gloria? Huge hurricane uh, hit Connecticut. Power was out for the entire state of Connecticut. And I instinctively drove to Hartford to get a hotel room because Hartford is the insurance city. And they would not. They would have generators. And the hotels oh. all had generators and everything in Hartford was open and the whole rest of Connecticut was shut down for a week. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see West Haven being a haven. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like, that's the insurance city. All these insurance yes. companies all had their headquarters, all headquarters there. Yeah. And so right. what do insurance companies do? They sit around and go, what happens if there's a pandemic? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they got to have people on staff to get the premium. Yeah. Pull out the actuarial tables. <laughs> insurance companies. Well, I worked for a broadcasting company that was owned by an insurance company, Nationwide Insurance. They're on your side. And that's Until the company trouble, right? that I worked for when I crashed and burned and went to treatment and got sober. Wow. And what was funny is the insurance company knew I had a problem before they hired me. They told me this afterwards. Wow. And this, by the way, for any fans uh, from Seattle who want to know, I don't think I've ever told this story. Uh, this was KISW, mm -hmm. hired in 1989. And... Uh, I had a little Peruvian marching powder problem. Peruvian. I, I prefer Bolivian, but go ahead. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> it could have been Clorox in a can. It wouldn't have mattered. So, uh, but also a little drinking because that, that was, you needed to drink. So that the leveling the force off. of the universe. Yeah, sure. It was the, ballot, it was the seesaw effect. Yeah. And then uh, and a little marijuana now and then. And so, anyway, when I got out there working for this company, um, I will skip the whole first step. But let me put it this way. Uh, I was a wreck. And I met the president of the company a year or two later, and we talked about it. They supported me. They put me into treatment. They rehabilitated me. They held the job for me when I was out for six weeks. I mean, they were just absolutely wonderful. And they, they were an insurance company. So when I met this guy, Steve, who was the president of the company right. at their headquarters in Columbus, they weren't in Hartford. He said, well, glad you're doing good. I said, well, thank you for sticking with me and not blowing my ass out like every other radio company in the world would have. <laughs> he said, well, you know, we actually knew about you. We knew you had a problem. That's why I figured we'd hire you if we could... Work it out, great. If not, blow your ass out. <laughs> wow. And there's a reality check. No, before they hired me, they were like, yeah, this guy uh, this guy does drugs. Hey, yeah, well, well, let's give it a shot, see if it works. 
And Most so, of the guys in that industry do drugs. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. We've been looking for someone that doesn't do drugs for a while. There just don't seem to be any. There's a shortage. <laughs> so, I mean, I credit them with saving my life. Well, that's, that's generous. They both believed in me and were willing to kick my ass to the curb if I didn't do what was needed. Wow. Well, it's kind of like chemical I, affirmative action. Yes. <laughs> How am I affirmative, though? My skin is white. And the powder just, I was snorting was white. I don't yes, see it's trying the affirmative to make it. action part. It was a metaphor. Oh. It didn't work. Okay. So, uh, yes. Cocaine. God's way of saying, you make too much money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thankfully, you only had to tell me once. Yes. The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. I swear I'm gonna straighten up and fly right. Since I won't be driving, apparently. Oh, well, the fog went away when I had 90 days of drinking soda pop and nothing more. And I'm telling you, son, that it ain't much fun. Staying straight is a full time chore. But each night I dream about a big bamboo and getting baked like I did before. And you can smell me. Slamming them as fast as they pour Oh, won't you give me 12 shots Give me six two fisters When they're done, you can pour some more They gave me 12 steps Gave me 12 steps, mister Now I only party when I snow Okay, Tommy, I got just enough time For seven more before the alarm goes up Okay? You know, it's the good thing this is a dream because I got to take a little pee test in the morning. And I'm down to my last pair of dry shoes. Hey! Wait a minute. Hey, where are you guys going? Is it closing time already? We just got started. Hey! 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 Oh. Another morning. Ooh, 91 days. <laughs> All right. Ooh, I gotta be at flight school in half an hour. I better get walking. Oh, looky, dry shoes. I love them. <laughs> 